0: Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display Podcast, episode 40, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron, but no Kennedy. What's up, Emmaus? Yeah, well, Kennedy is off at a very important conference that hopefully she'll be able to talk some more about sometime, but we've got Jaron in here. Jaron, 40 podcasts. Wow. We're over, we're over the hill. Wow. Yeah, so, um, you know, Unbelievable. I thought we should have decorated the studio with black balloons <laughs> in here. So, hey transition. Oh, you yeah. know who isn't 40 yet? Who? Our guest today. <laughs>
1: Whoa, it's Cody right.
0: Moser.
2: Hey Emmaus, how's it going? Student master. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, he's not 40 yet. Um, Jan, I seem to remember you had a 40th birthday not long after I... I did. Yeah. I got here, yeah. And it was,
1: well... Blackpool. Here. You'll be here eight years and I know. So you're, yeah, you're yeah, aging yeah. me. I know. I'm closer <laughs> to 50 than uh, I hit the, uh, 40. Oh,
0: oh. Are you excited <laughs> about 50? Like fifty sticking up when you hear this I, is good, man.
1: That 50 seems just yeah. absurd. Like Re- there's no way.
0: You really identify with the people you minister to <laughs> and lead. And so, uh, man, that's fantastic. But your 40s are good, man. You're feeling good. So um, I, I think
1: so. I think so.
0: You know what I know about Cody, though, today? What is that? He is one day closer to 40. Yeah. I think Uh-oh. this is the birthday. Is today your birthday, oh, Yeah. Katie? Today is his birthday.
1: Whoa, yeah. how about that? Happy what a coincidence. You know what
0: he does with students on Sunday mornings when it's
2: their
1: birthday. <laughs> so uh, oh, He makes them stand up. and uh, Yeah, stand yeah. up. And then do they select the
0: accent you send in oh, yeah. or do you, yep. s- you select the accent? They do. <laughs> but I th- they've
2: gotten to the point where uh, some of them don't really come with a with a decision so we have to make the decision yeah. for them okay
0: so what are some of your happy birthday accents yeah. that the uh, that the students really oh, like oh
2: we we like to do uh, British accent um, screamo <laughs> um, you know just a bunch of different kinds yeah. uh, <laughs> those yeah. are two those are two of the fun <laughs> ones Irish dancing. Yeah, you know. is
0: there a pirate accent?
2: <laughs> yeah, pirate, pirate uh, accent. Yeah. Preston
1: Whitmill, back when I was in student ministry days, he would be in charge of that, and yeah. he would like do this full fledged opera Italian. Opera, we d- we've done uh, opera, we've yeah, opera. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. you kind of run out of uh,
2: out of new ideas <laughs> after fifty two weeks of the year. Or
1: trying not to offend <laughs> <Yeah>. unnecessarily <laughs> yes. too many yes. people with yep. your. Well, well I hope they, they sing to you this Sunday. Well, yeah, because I don't know that I'm sure they will. Today. <laughs> yeah,
0: on the podcast, you know, like my family when we call each other, we try trying to avoid singing happy birthday because we're so bad at it now jaron can do it but his um, voice is struggling this not, morning not so this morning hate to put you in
1: there so <laughs> happy birthday yeah, cody thank um, you buddy. thank you glad you were born brother we
0: won't give away you know how old you are but you're closer to 30 than you are to 40 yes, so like you're very, still very
2: much close you're still on the short end
0: of very 30, so you got you your whole 30s in front of you man yes. so oh, um, man. this is good stuff so Well, let's see. We have Cody on the podcast today, mainly to talk about the upcoming See You at the Poll Day for students and also uh, their United Rally. But because of the conversation, I thought we'd also sneak in a short conversation about politics. Mm. Um, What could go wrong there? (laughs) We all love our jobs so much. We're going to talk about that. So you guys may not know, listening to the podcast, but Cody is our political uh, (laughs) pundit, our political expert around the office. Keeps us in the loop. Yeah, he keeps us in the loop about what's going on. So if I have political questions, uh, Cody and I found ourselves at the state capitol uh, a couple weeks ago, so... I yeah, rub shoulders yeah. with a couple of people and by a couple of people, literally a couple of people. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was still fun. It was still yes. fun to be up there. Yeah. So cool, cool experience there. Shout out to our friend that made, made that happen. So, all right, Cody, first, see you at the pole. Uh, some people here see you at the pole and it brings back memories from school. And some people here see you at the pole and have no idea what that mm-hmm. event is. So what is, uh, what is see you at the pole?
2: Yeah. So see you at the pole, uh, is a, is an annual national and, and to some extent, even International Day of Prayer uh, that takes place on the fourth Wednesday every September. Uh, it's been going on for almost forty years, I believe. So, uh, I rem- speaking yeah. of forty. <laughs> there
0: you go. So, I just say I remember seeing the bowl uh, yep. back yep. back in the Maybe day. Maybe the early days, Central High School, the old early days of seeing yep. the bowl. Uh, yeah, and awesome. literally, literally early because it's before.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Before school, is that yeah, what most people do it? Yeah, it's school. usually before school. So students meet at their flagpole at the school. Uh, they li- uh, They do this to lift up their friends, families, teachers, school, uh, and nation to God. Uh, it's usually student initiated, student organized, and uh, student led. Um, our hope for students is that, that our students at Emmaus will join with other believers at their schools to accomplish uh, two things. Now, there's a lot of things that are accomplished with See You at the Pole, but these two things are really crucial. Number one, and this is the most important, it's the reason they meet every, every year on See You at the Poll Day. That, that reason is to pray. Uh, and see the importance of prayer in their daily lives. But also, uh, it, it, it's, it really is a big deal that that students, uh, that believers come together um, a, to make a visible impact on their school campuses. Uh, students come together for a lot of purposes at school, um, and a lot of those things can make a big impact. But But praying for God to move in their school and in our nation is one of the most important things mm-hmm. that our students can do.
0: And this happens, at our high schools, Junior highs, middle schools, elementary, I don't know as much. You know what? Some some, some, some elementaries there. Jaren, any good, see you at the poll, memory (laughs) stories from student ministry days? I mean, I
1: definitely remember the first one, which I, you said it's been around how many years (laughs) of aging myself? Like, I, I, I thought like in my seventh grade year was like the, this new wow. wave, this new thing that was happening. It was at Highland East Junior High. And I just remember, like, we had this big old circle and we were holding hands. And yep. I just felt a little bit awkward about holding <laughs> this hand longer than 30 seconds. But, you know, that, but, no, I remember that event in particular and just, you know, just the idea that there was this many kids. It was like, oh, I didn't know that kid was a believer. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, that's interesting, yeah. You know, yes, uh, and so it kind of opened my eyes there to, you know, feel united to these mm-hmm. people so and then just being a student pastor through, through the years just you know on that particular day trying to hit as many of those schools as yeah. possible just to, to be there and observe and pray and just to, to see kids um, you know make a little bit of a sacrifice to get out of bed yeah. a little early that morning and, yeah. yeah and be there and so uh no. most
2: places have donuts and juice so that <laughs> it helps. Helps. That also helps that yeah, makes yeah, up yeah. the yeah. sacrifice well, and you guys
0: have a unique challenge here because you know, growing up in Central High, like when everybody gathered around, yeah. you know, small town, you can grab everybody yeah. and, and be around the, uh, the flagpole. You guys are having to hit multiple, you know, locations yeah. for our students. You brought out something there that I guess I've thought about, but not directly. See with the poll, it's bringing students together from all kinds of churches, denominations. Mm-hmm. To Jaren's point, they probably see other students they, who they didn't know identified yeah. with Christ. And so, so there's another part to see with the poll that happens that evening. That somehow, I mean, in, in a way, fits with that same theme of yeah. bringing churches together. So, talk about uh, Wednesday night of see you at the pole, the United rally. What what's behind that, and what you guys do for that event?
2: So yeah, on on uh, on Wednesday night, um, kind of after see you at the pole, it's generally been been traditional to have for most places to have some sort of see you at the pole rally. Um, but but basically, we started to call call ours United OKC one night, um, and and that that idea was birthed out of the vision to have churches from across the OKC Metro coming together for for greater gospel impact. Uh, The goal of one night has always been one night to bring one friend. Uh, Our hope is that this one friend that each student brings uh, who, who hopefully hopefully, they're bringing a friend who doesn't know Jesus, yeah. you know, not just pulling all the other sure, Christians yeah, yeah. in. We want We want to be together, of course, but to bring that one friend that doesn't know the Lord uh, and that that one friend would hear the gospel clearly and make a decision to follow him. I will tell you, the last two one-nights that we've had, we also have one in the spring every year, uh, but the last two one-nights we've had, we've already seen somewhere around 50 students uh, come to Christ Amen. at these yeah. two events. Perfect. So that's, it's so that. been amazing. Now,
0: where does that happen, uh, that... That rally,
2: yeah. So United OKC one night takes place at the Station Amphitheater and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts at six fifteen. You can get there a little earlier, but six <laughs> fifteen yeah. is when things kind of start. Uh, it's really just a, a big rally. We we have games, food trucks, um, and then we have worship and, and a speaker that, that shares the gospel that night. So uh, we we usually have about about a thousand students there that night. It's, wow. it's pretty awesome.
0: Man, that's fantastic. So. So, on that topic of seeing a thousand students gathered together, students responding to the gospel, as a man listening to this, kind of your chance just to talk to the church about what you see happening in student ministry, yeah. what you see happening with this generation. It's a, it's a really broad question, but just kind of what, what stands out to you about God's work in yeah. this generation? What are, you, what are you excited about right now?
2: So, when I look at this generation, um, I see multiple ways that, that God is moving. Um, I'm personally seeing and also hearing that this generation is desperate for something concrete, something important, and something that will give them purpose in an age of constant information, opinions, marketing. And so on, this generation longs for the type of simplicity that comes from belonging to something bigger. Uh, We may have touched on this before, but one of the biggest ways we can reach this generation is to see the shift to a need for belonging uh, before belief. I know we've mm-hmm. had that conversation yeah. before, Owen. Yeah. Uh, often we begin with the goal of belief in mind, and ultimately that is the goal. We want students that don't know Jesus to know Jesus yeah, and have absolutely. a relationship yeah. with him. Uh, but we we want everyone to come to that knowledge and belief in Jesus. But with this generation, God is working in them in such a way that belief often trails belonging uh, by, by months and sometimes even years. Yeah. So we cannot lose the urgency of the gospel. We still have to, to be be willing to share the gospel on a regular basis, and, and we must not let personal evangelism go to the wayside. But in order to make a long-term impact in this generation, I think we have to make long-term space in our lives for people who believe differently than us uh, if we're to reach this generation for Christ.
0: You know, that connects to even talking with Justin Greenfield last week about welcome team, mm-hmm. yeah, hospitality, sure. you know, if somebody comes <laughs> I don't know what this imagery looks like as I think about it in my head, but somebody comes to the church and they get to the front door. If we had some sort of test at that point, like unless you believe, you know, you can't come yeah. in. And we would never, we never, I sure. could say that out loud, but sometimes we communicate that through what we do, um, through even intangible things. And so, what I hear you saying is we've got to allow a way for students to connect, yeah. even if they don't believe everything we believe at yeah. that point. And that goes the opposite reason or opposite direction. They don't have to come to us, right? Absolutely, we go to where they are. And
2: you know? I think when I, when I talk about making long term space for a long term goal, uh, I think it's more than just uh, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. Sunday night, you yep. know, those kinds of things that we get to do. I think it's a church wide, mm-hmm. worldwide movement that has to take place where where we're training people to uh, to bring people into their lives and not just create this. Uh, cloister yeah, or you yeah, know yeah
0: yeah for sure no I, I hear you hear you on that and that does that that cuts across generations yeah. that has to do with how we talk about different generations yes. and, you know we may have talked about this before but with you guys sitting in the room you all have tried to model that with these linked fellowships where you're getting older adults yes. and and teenagers together and you know seeing them laugh together share similar stories uh jaren i know that's a huge part of your yeah. heart on that so
1: well i mean i i I think it's just natural in our world, world to build up walls and barriers. Uh, and always I fun guess. to talk about about the younger generations. Yeah, and well, how yeah, how they're sure. lazy and they don't yep. know anything. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not really hip on the lingo, but like the tribe kind of <laughs> yeah, concept yeah. where people that are different from us, yeah. we don't really have anything in common. and So like the gospel breaks that down. Mm. And and it, even that, that spills into like... The hospitality piece like you know just because people are outside of Emmaus doesn't mean that they can't belong yeah and um, and so yeah I think trying to find any and all kinds of opportunities and spaces for getting people together that are not so alike in so many things um, can find out that they can have something in common that's much deeper than all of these you know other factors that are, sure. that are happening in our world, so. which comes
0: back to us seeing people and being willing to make that connection and see what you know, see what they need in that yeah. in that situation. And so, I was talking to a friend this last weekend, and, and she was talking about something she had learned about the difference between walking into a situation and thinking, "Here I am," like some people show up mm-hmm. in a room and they're like, "Hey, look yeah. at me," um, versus you walk into a school or a church and you say, "There you are," mm-hmm. like you you see other people and and you connect with them, and so. I think you guys are a great model for you know for what that what that looks like. Okay, so let's take these topics uh, Jared threw throughout tribe <laughs> and, and the polarization. Uh We're talking about we're talking about prayer in schools, yes. and you can't talk about all those things without talking about politics. Yep. So uh, man, you get people riled up when you start talking about tribes and prayer and mm-hmm. school and, and all these things. So uh, Cody, uh, you're our you're our political expert, Let political pundit, political pundit. Yes, I love that man. Uh, so. If someone says, "Cody, politics, really? Like, where did that come from? Like, where did yeah. where did your interest in politics involvement begin?"
2: I think I think for me, um, I know I knew knew about things in the '90s. I grew up in the '90s <clears throat> and early 2000s, but I think it really started in the year 2000. I I literally remember sitting in front of our massive box TV, you know, one of those old school <laughs> oh, yeah. TVs that. Uh, You couldn't move without another person um, sitting in front of our TV on, uh, I think that election was November 7th that year in 2000, Uh, it was the presidential election between George W. Bush and Al Gore. Uh, I was eight years old. I don't know if many listeners remember that year, but that was kind of a nail biter election uh, I didn't know 100% what was going on when I was eight years but old. Eight but eight year
0: I, old Cody was interested. But in I, music, I mean, so. I was glued to the TV <laughs> oh, for, word, for yeah. a month. That's amazing. Trying <laughs> watching the
2: news every night. Um, I didn't have a lot of parental controls on watching the TV. So I just, good thing I made it <laughs> yeah. through, you know? <laughs> yeah. I watched the news every night. But yeah, I got into that and. <laughs> remember remember finally hearing about it on December 12th that you know the Supreme Court finally made the decision on Florida uh, and I don't know what it was about that year, but it just it it just piqued an interest mm. in me all of the maps and the the precincts and I love the data that's yeah. that's one of the things that I mm. really enjoy um, you know I love the Super Bowl, but I kind of tell people that my Super Bowl is the election, election every night. year. <laughs> election <laughs> night is my Super Bowl um, But honestly, in high school and college, my interest in politics grew even deeper. Um, I, I got the opportunity to work at the Cleveland County Election Board I uh, got to attend some big political debates with a family friend in high school. Um, I actually spent a little bit, I'm not gonna talk too much about this, but just a little bit of time advocating for a couple of things locally um, as a teenager. And then uh, one of one of my biggest enjoyments that I got to be a part of in college was spending a week with uh, former governor George and I, which most people hmm. probably don't have any idea who he is. I don't even know if he's still alive. He's definitely in his late 80s if he is, but uh, he was governor back in like the 70s. Um, and something interesting about George and I, I grew up in in Noble, Oklahoma, and people in Noble love George and I because he declared Noble the Rose Rock capital of the world. Oh, so no, that was kind oh, of yeah. a big deal back <laughs> in the back in the 80s, I believe, is when that happened, or 70s. Did you work so. on any
0: uh, any campaigns? Or no, I didn't. I didn't really yeah. do that.
2: But um, yeah. I, I spent some time work working, uh, not working with campaigns or anything like that. I, I'm not definitely not that far into politics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I definitely. Um, as a teenager had a lot of interest in it and, and a lot of interest in you know sharing the things that i thought and and you know there was always somebody that was mad i, I never could figure it out about <laughs> politics so um you won't hear me sharing as much uh, as i used to but now you are uh
0: you were student government president right or yeah, yeah. Involved in student government at obu so, so, yeah yeah, yeah.
2: At, at obu for two years junior and senior year yeah. i was i was president of the student government association that was also a fun yeah. fun and, and, and exciting adventure so what was your campaign like
0: like campaign motto slogan what, what were you running on for you know the, you
2: know I, I honestly don't i can't remember my oh, campaign man. but i will tell you if you were to ask me about a campaign i would say i'll i'll, I'll let the experts decide that but give you a political answer okay yeah. you know i don't yeah. want to i don't want to pigeonhole myself too oh, soon man. so jared and i could run your campaign oh, if man. you ever want to run for office yeah. man so like we could Let's we could make it. this happen i do me. remember um even at obu you know i think the student body was about 2100 yeah. something like that it was all about shaking hands and kissing babies. So that's all, that's everything that it's about in politics. So. Oh
0: man, that's amazing. All right. Well, if you oh, need help with your paid, let us, let us know. So uh, Now you, you brought up a point. Okay. So you brought up an important point there. If we found like 16 year old Cody or maybe even like 21, 22 yeah. year old Cody, uh, the way you approach, think about politics yeah. is different than, you know, where you are 31 year old Cody. So like, right. what is, uh, What's different? Like, what's yeah. changed? Help people, even as people listen to the end of this podcast. Uh, 2024 election yep. is coming.
2: A little different than the 2000 really, election, yeah. Really quickly, yeah. Uh,
0: help people just think through faith and politics, theology yeah. and politics. What's yeah. What's got done in your life on that? So. I
2: I think uh, you know when I when I was young, politics to me was more of a an interest in data and an interest in when I was real little. And I mean, obviously, yeah. eight year old sure. data. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and an interest in, wow, this really important person and, you know, very much personality based and, mm-hmm. you know, excited about, wow, that was a really good speech. You know, just the emotion of, of an eight year old not really understanding things. Uh, but as I've grown and, and as I've, you know, grown closer to Christ, I, I became a Christian uh, in 2001. Um, and you know, a year after that election, and growing in Christ over the last um, well, that would have been 22 years that I've, I've spent as a, a believer. Um, it, obviously, this is a long-term thing. You know, people people often uh, want to see change really fast. But when you think, when I think about politics today, the things that that matter to me when I think about politics uh, is, is this. There's three things I think for Christians, um, politics should be a genuine interest in the well-being. Of our communities, our states, our nation, and the world. Now, I still love data. I still love listening to a good speech. You know, uh, I still you know love shaking hands and kissing babies. Uh, but uh, but but ultimately, I think as Christians, when we when we view politics and we think about how it fits into our lives, number one, it's not the end all, be all, right? The politics that we're ultimately uh, involved in is the kingdom, the kingdom of yep. God. Um, and, and that should definitely transition into every area of our lives. Uh, but we have to be really careful to make sure that every part of our politics, every part of who we are and everything we think comes down to that genuine interest in the well-being of others.
0: Good. Yeah. No, that, that's helpful to think, think through that. So when you see contention going on, in politics, we want to say it's okay to have conviction. Sure, but, I mean, you yeah, have absolutely you have political convictions, convictions, yeah. you know, based on God's word and yeah. things like that. Talk about relating to someone who doesn't share that conviction. Yeah, you know how do yeah. you how do you make that connection in a way that models Christ?
2: Right. What, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I think uh, I think first off, <clears throat> just to be one hundred percent vulnerable and honest, it is hard, right? When somebody doesn't share the conviction of politics as as a, as the well, caring for the well-being of others, not just myself, right? Um, it's hard to get into conversations uh, in those instances. And, and I have to say, I think all of us have fallen into that trap before of when we look at politics, we can get wrapped up and, and, and caught up in, um, in, you know, whatever, all of the... Fear, anger, excitement—all the things that politicians want to do because they know it works, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I think as Christians, or for me personally, having conversations with people that I disagree with, or people that don't have that same conviction, biblical conviction, uh, I think it's important to know that uh, it goes back to that same thing I just said: genuine interest yeah. in the well-being of others. Yeah. Right. We don't we don't have to agree. We don't have to. Um, Agree, even what well-being means. I mean, that can that's, be a, that's a debate that as a well. Of, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we have to we have to care enough to to tell them, hey, even though we disagree, even though we have really heated disagreements on very important topics, uh, I genuinely care about you having a good life. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think that's I think that's important.
1: How, I'm, one of the things I'm curious, I think you kind of danced around it a little bit, like, and maybe with your love for politics, how do you know when politics becomes an idol or yeah. you're, you're being like, it's, it's shaping you instead yeah. of things of the, of the Lord, well, I
2: think, I think it's probably become an idol when I st- stayed up till 3 a.m. <laughs> election. It's probably an idol at that point because <laughs> yeah, I have church the next day. <laughs> Elections are on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, 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 No. Um, I think when you think about, um, when i think about politics becoming an idol uh, i would say in 2023 uh, one of the ways that 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 you can see and and i'm not saying social media is the is the end all of everything but i think often when we think about um, what we share on social media and what we talk about the most um that's that's when you start to see if politics is the thing that you every conversation comes back to politics every conversation comes back to this everything i'm sharing on social media or every other thing you know yeah, a lot yeah um i think you're seeing you're, you're going to see a, an issue with you need to you need to ask the question am i focused more on politics or am i focused more on on the lord so.
0: yeah that's a great indicator that's a, that's a good good way to think through that yeah. so well let um have no idea what this 2024 election is going to look like next year but we are already talking uh, as staff about how do we lead our church well how do we model christ-like behavior and we're not saying that people can't have an opinion on candidates or issues yeah, we need absolutely. we want people to have that this is not this weird like fuzzy centers we got to balance everything yeah. out but but how we live this out and mm. especially how we relate to others um you just worry going back to kind of wrapping up with this but but cody going back to your thought about helping people belong and mm-hmm. then and then believe one of my concerns i have for the church is that we would create a scenario in which you had to have a particular political yeah, affiliation yeah. or belief in order to belong yeah and no. then and you're then you're just putting a political belief as a barrier to someone yeah, yeah. coming to know the gospel and, and that really that really concerns yeah. me and so i think we just have to be careful how we yeah how we how we handle those things I've sure. heard
2: uh, I've heard somebody say it I don't make, remember exactly how they said it but like this when you when you start act when you start doing those kinds of things you're cutting off 50% of your mission field yeah oh man yeah, yeah.
0: that's that's exactly right yeah. And, and yeah we we just don't want to be a part of that and yeah. so so I we know uh, uh, Cody's not gonna give away just yet who he's gonna vote for that'll come <laughs> like next year on, or the, uh, on the podcast <laughs> or never uh, but Cody I'm thankful for how you invest our students yeah. um, and uh, you're so good at connecting with students and being who God's created you to be and, and they feel comfortable in that. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. We're excited to see you at the poll yes. and this United rally. So,
1: Jaron, uh, you've been in that seat before. Would yeah. you pray pray for Cody and pray for our students? Yeah, let's do that. God, we just uh, so thankful for this conversation. I'm thankful for my friend Cody and just uh, be able to observe him and his wife and his family as they love students here at Emmaus and also those in our local schools and just uh, and just in our community uh, just thank you for the work you're doing in his heart and uh, Lord we do pray for this upcoming event we we'll see you at the poll and their their rally that night Lord that you would use it to uh, open eyes and hearts to who you are and uh, but but even additionally God we pray that you would use it to open up eyes and hearts of believers to Amen. know that they've been called uh, to walk in the good works that you've prepared in advance. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, those good works are to proclaim to proclaim and display you, Jesus. And so give students a, a, an urgency and, uh, and an excitement to, to do that uh, in their circle, of friends, in their activities, their hobbies, um, school, whatever it might be. And so, God, we just pray that you would do that. And, God, I thank you for even the conversation we've had about politics. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, just we're, we're all in danger of um, putting – more emphasis on things in this world, uh, Lord, that distract us from the, mm-hmm. the most important thing, and that is you, Jesus. And so I pray that you give us wisdom and discernment, uh, Lord, not being shaped by fear or um, uh, whatever it might be that we might encounter that uh, distracts us from who you are and what you've done, what you've accomplished, and what you will do. Lord, our hope is an unshakable hope because of Christ, and mm-hmm. so, uh, Lord, I pray that that would. Uh, That would guide us in the days ahead. And Lord, we just, uh, we thank you for your work in us. And uh, Lord, we praise you for that. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Love you, Abayas. See you soon. Happy
1: birthday to you.
0: (laughs) Cut it off, Jaren.